Welcome to This Month in Digital Money, the monthly news digest on stablecoins and CBDC-related topics. Welcome to This Month in Digital Money from the Digital Euro podcast, the podcast by the Digital Euro Association. We're a European think tank focusing on topics within the realms of digital money, such as CBDCs and stablecoins. And specifically, we look at the Digital Euro. My name is Sarah Palervich, and I'm joined by my dear colleague Tamara today. Good to be here, Sarah. Tamara and I will give you an overview of the most important pieces of news in the month of August 2022 in the stablecoin and CBDC space. The first piece of newsworthy information is actually at the Central Bank of the Russian Federation shared its plans to introduce its own CBDC nationwide by 2024, namely the digital ruble. The central bank already launched a prototype of the digital ruble platform in December last year, and two of the 12 commercial banks that are interested in the digital ruble CBDC are already connected to the platform. The offline mode is planned to be introduced one year later, but the possibility to expand available payment options for merchants via smart contracts will be made possible with the launch in 2024. The reason for the quite fast rollout is the possibility to um, circumvent um, sanctions or not be as dependent on sanctions from Western countries for the invasion of Russia on Ukraine. And as you might remember, seven commercial banks from Russia actually got banned from SWIFT, though the ban excludes two of the country's biggest institutions, so banking institutions, that is. On that note, it's also interesting to note that Binance actually announced that it will limit its services in Russia. So this is um, in line with the new European Union um, sanctions. And Binance is planning on only serving Russian nationals or natural persons residing in Russia or legal um, entities established in Russia that don't have crypto assets exceeding the value of 10,000 euros. On August 14th, Polkadot project Akala suffered an attack on its stablecoin AUSD. This subsequently lost its US dollar peg and fell 99% to fractions of a cent. The team behind Akala was able to suspend certain operations on the blockchain to prevent the attackers from making off with the funds. Akala explained the exploit was made possible because of errors in the configuration of a liquidity pool. Hackers were able to mine 1.3 billion US dollars worth of AUSD. The attackers have already been able to exchange a small part of this for the ACA token. The team identified a wallet owned by the attackers, which currently holds Uh, said 1.28 billion AUSD. By community vote, Akala has suspended trading on the protocol for the time being. The next piece of news in the CBDC space is from the Bank of Thailand that has released details on its CBDC test phase that is supposed to run until mid-2023. In this test phase, 10,000 retail merchants are included, as well as three corporations, And the focus for the test phase is split in two, namely, on the one hand, it's going to be the foundation track, and that focuses on efficiencies and security aspects. And the second focus will be the innovation track that focuses on programmability of the CBDC. 
for the purpose of gathering ideas for the CBDC, the Bank of Thailand is conducting a CBDC hackathon, and the application deadline for this hackathon is September 12th this year. Circling back to the topic of stablecoins, the market cap of Tether tokens has increased by nearly 2 billion US dollars since the US Treasury Department imposed sanctions on cryptocurrency mixer Tornado Cash. The Office of Foreign Asset Control essentially barred the Americans from using Tornado Cash on August 8th, blacklisting 44 USD coin and Ether address connected to the service. They alleged that Tornado Cash was used by individuals and criminal organizations to launder over 7 billion US dollars worth of cryptocurrency since 2019. The market cap for USDC has declined by some 2 billion US dollars from highs over the past month to its current capitalization of around 53 billion US dollars. The market has noticed the USDC decline with a correlation being drawn between its market cap and the increase in the capitalization of Tether. The last piece of news in the CBDC space for this month is the outcome of the European Central Bank's working paper. This month, the ECB actually issued a new edition of its working paper series called The Economics of CBDCs. And it sought to, one, identify issues and consensus regarding CBDC, and secondly, to identify gaps in in the research. So, for example, what do users want is one of the points that wasn't highlighted enough previously. They actually also published another paper this month on cross-border payment potential of CBDCs, Bitcoin and stablecoins. And there they are actually coming out in favor of CBDC. The main conclusions from the paper are, for one, that the authors admit that the accumulation of payment data So the privacy issue is actually a complex issue that needs to be addressed. The ECB also admits to the benefits of anonymous payments, but also points out which benefits users receive from non-anonymous payments, so such as law enforcement and aid for scams, etc. Secondly, they also find that the concerns about the shrinkage of credit supply followed by a CBDC introduction, um, which is often feared might not be a likely scenario if banks have market power in retail deposit markets, because then the issuance of a CBDC would improve competition and actually increase welfare. We can conclude that a CBDC introduction might be less disruptive as previously anticipated in this regard. Thirdly, the ECB found that a theoretical model at least suggests that the financial stability implications um, with the introduction of a CBDC may be less severe than is often argued. While it is true that the risk of bank runs is higher with digital storage of money, the ECB also finds that banks will react by offering more attractive deposit contracts that counter this fragility. Another conclusion is that there is actually a sweet spot between too much and too little CBDC adoption. So in order to avoid too much adoption, the ECB is thinking about introducing holding limits or tiered remuneration, but it's unclear whether this could backfire in the sense that users become more reluctant to use it in that case. 
the last conclusion that they draw is that the introduction of a CBDC is, quote unquote, the only solution to guarantee a smooth continuation of the current monetary system as physical money loses its economic fitness and cryptocurrencies are gaining more adoption. Turning over to the last news for this month, the HUSD, uh, which is the Huobi's stablecoin, suddenly lost its connection to the US dollar, which meant that the stablecoin was temporarily only at a height of 0.82 US dollars. The alarm bells immediately went off in the crypto community because a similar decoupling of the Terra stablecoin a few months ago triggered the dominant effect that is still plaguing the crypto industry. As explained by the HUSD development team, the decoupling was probably triggered by the fact that in some regions, the accounts of so-called market makers were closed to comply with legal requirements. However, the time difference and the different working hours in the various regions caused liquidity problems, which ultimately resulted in the DPEG. Huobi then assured customers that the issue was fully resolved. However, the platform uses caution due to the volatile market situation. Tuning into this month's news episode, we hope you've enjoyed it. Reach out to the DIA via Twitter, LinkedIn, or our website to stay up to date with the latest news and discussions around CBDCs and stablecoins worldwide. Be also sure to tune in next time and join us in the quest to shape the future of digital money.